chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous podcast, Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan. For the average fan, I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. We had three pretty good races this weekend up in Watkins Glen. We will get into those uh, shortly, but Thomas, what were your overall thoughts on the weekend? Um, I'm just glad I didn't have to hear one more person say, Oh my gosh, you're finally back to Watkins Glen. First time since 2019. <laughs> like they missed a one year. They yeah. weren't got well, trucks had been a while. Trucks hadn't yeah. been there in 21 years or whatever, but the other two, they missed a year and they, they just kept bringing it up and bringing it up. And I almost thought it was like PJ1. Yeah. Compound. Like, that was our drinking game for the weekend. And, and hey, nothing here that is set on this podcast counts towards the no bitching thing yeah <laughs> that, all that all all that for those uh, uh, listeners i you know i'm trying to bitch about stuff less but on the yeah. podcast that doesn't count because i'm doing it for you guys yeah doing it for the fans that we love so much yeah. all right so let's get into one, our wait, go ahead well go on i was gonna say one thing i'm not gonna bitch about is carson host of ours waffle house hat yeah friend of the program yeah we're gonna drop a a podcast interview with him tomorrow spoiler alert had i seen this bucket hat though it would have been half the podcast yeah we could have talked to him about that and it's sad because i I should have known bucket hats was his thing we should have asked him yeah but i think he liked this so we'll have him back to just have a bucket hat episode yeah and you know we love waffle house and even though we live in the uh, Bryan College Station, which is the only SEC uh, town that doesn't have a Waffle House. Columbia, Missouri has one? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm thinking he picked that up in Charlotte, though, and not Portage, uh, Michigan. Because I don't think they're up there. There's a couple in, like, eastern suburbs of Cleveland. Yeah. But I think that's as far – I don't know. I'll have to get on wafflehouse.com.google. We'll tag them on Instagram, too. Maybe we can get them as a sponsor. All right, so let's get into the truck race. This was Saturday, uh, stage one. John Hunter Nemechek causes havoc with Ben Rhodes and Chandler Smith on lap one, and we could have had an early disaster. And it was almost kind of like, is this a three-week rust, or are these just guys that haven't been to this track at all? Well, that what people keep saying, John Hunter Nemechek is an aggressive driver. Well, that wasn't aggressive. That was sort of uh like that early although maybe he knew it was gonna rain you know maybe he knew um it just seemed like a very aggressive uh move for the first lap especially when you're in like all those cars were at the front it wasn't like they're trying to get from 20th to 10th they were all in like the top five and uh, it could have been disaster the cars just spun around ben Rhodes, i think had to go in for pit and then he uh he sped on pit road so he had the double pit so sorry ben yeah and then we saw uh tate fogelman get a a speedometer (laughs) (laughs) we saw tate fogelman and tyler ankrum have separate issues and then they pitted as you just mentioned with uh ben Rhodes. ben did get a speeding penalty has to double pit and so it's not a great start uh for him we see johnny sauter gets uh grass on the grill 
Yeah, the old ga- ga- uh, grass on the grill. Um, it's so weird that the grill, like, I don't know. It's one of the many things that confuses me. How grass can get caught on there. Like, they got everything out. They got a windshield wiper. Why not a grill shield wiper of some sort? Well, that's what the... Uh, if we yeah. get... If we get Matt, the part of the pit crew does, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if we get Matt Collig on the thing, we can ask him. You know, he designed leaf filters, maybe a grass filter grill thingy. Just it's sad to see he. I that didn't end his race, but it made it really hard to try to win. Yeah, and he's trying. He's trying hard to get into that last playoff spot. So we and then uh, Austin Hill he led the first five laps, but he gets passed by Todd Gilligan, Todd Gilliland, who leads the rest of the way in the, uh, stage one. Yeah, um, they look like two uh, like strong trucks. Like you thought it was going to come down to those two, and uh, you know it would have been awesome. I'm not going to say the rest of the sentence. It would have been awesome. Um, uh, Grand Enfinger, he gets stuck in second gear. We had seen that with would Kyle Bush get stuck in fourth, third? I thought he was missing a gear. Or he was okay, he was missing a gear. But anyhow, they got the guy in the window, like his legs are in the air flailing around, and he's trying to jerry rig the thing out. And Joey Logano brought it up again. This was something that most likely that would have occurred in practice. Yep. Fixed it, and he would have been good for the race. Yep. But Toyota development guy. Yep. And then on uh, lap seven, or excuse me, it's lap 11, Eckes uh, gets spun. And that's the second time we've seen a Thor sport truck uh, get spun on a restart. Yeah. And uh, the announcers, they were doing, uh, were they doing the radio thing for that? I don't think they were. I think they were no. doing regular. Um, they thought it was Ben Rhodes because they have the same freaking paint scheme. Get a different paint scheme. <laughs> Maybe do a dark gray, light gray or whatever. But yeah, they thought it was Ben Rhodes. They're like, oh, Ben Rhodes gets spun around again. But it wasn't. It was poor Christian Eckes. Yeah, then uh, once we get to the end, close to the end of stage one, we see a lot of short pitting and a huge point get uh, for Derek Krause. Yeah, Derek uh, started the race 40 back of Chandler Smith. Um, so he needs to get points anywhere he can find them if he can't get a win. This is the last race before the playoffs, so... Uh, I don't know if we noted that before. So he gets eight points. Uh, Chandler Smith running back in 35th and one lap back. So it looks like, you know, Derek can make a run at this thing. Yeah. But uh, it's Todd Gilliland who wins the stage, followed by Sheldon Creed and Kraus, Self, and Barry to round out the top five. Yep. Uh, really, you know, is this is – I like that there's different strategies – but this is the one where it's like, it's hard to tell, like, was Austin Wayne self-competitive or was he in fourth? Because everyone short-pitted. It's like really hard to tell. That's why I, I sort of meh when you mention who finishes in the stages. Yeah. Uh, once we got to the start of stage two, we see Jack Wood in front of the program, Carson Hosevar out front to start. Hosevar leads a lap and he has passed by Zane Smith. Yep. And then we got the, uh, the grass again. Derek Krause, grass in the grill. Lay off the grass, you know? Yeah, you know, I pass on grass all the time. <laughs> uh, overheating, has to pit, speeds in on the pits. His playoff window just slammed shut. Those eight points he got the first stage, 
Might as well just flush them down the crapper. Yep. And then on lap 29, uh, Austin Hill passes Zane Smith to retake the lead. That is the second time he has gained uh, the lead. Everyone shorts pit, short pits, and it should be the last time uh, they all have to pit. Austin Hill ended up winning the stage, followed by John Hunter Nemechek, A.J. Allmendinger, Smith, and Creed. Boy, it was funny because they're talking about Austin Hill. They're like, should he pit? And they're like, no, he shouldn't pit. That way he wins the stage. He wins a stage playoff point. And he pitted and then everybody like it's surprising someone didn't stay out to try to get the playoff point because I don't know. Nemechek, we, I, I don't know if we got on the rundown, uh, but he he has a huge lead when the, the playoff starts. Yeah. And then uh, we'll talk about the playoffs once we uh, wrap up the race final stage. Almondinger, uh, he looks like he's in position to win this damn thing, but he uh, started to have some front end issues and has to come into the pits. Yeah, they were talking about it as the final stage was getting ready to start. They're like, yeah, you know, he's a he's a, a road course warrior, you know, the best road course, blah blah. blah. And then all of a sudden, he heads to the pits, and they're all like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was similar. We had something like that happen a couple of weeks ago to uh, one of Dale Earnhardt's drivers uh i can't remember it might have been gregson like remember right when the the yeah. like the last uh yellow flag lap they like went to and he's like what the hell's going on <laughs> it, it seemed like that all over again they later found out front end issues yep austin hill uh leads on the restart he's ahead of john hunter nemechek and then with 19 to go Derek Krause crashes and so do his playoff hopes yeah, as sad last year he uh, missed the playoffs by 13 points. This year he ends up missing it by 17 points. Yeah, he, Always uh, a bridesmaid. Yeah, he ended up finishing 21st, only got 24 points. And then with 11 laps to go, we have a lightning delay. Uh, so Austin Hill is named the winner, followed by John Hunter Nemechek, Sheldon Creed, Todd Gelliland, Parker Klingerman, Zane Smith, Tyler Ankrum, Paul Menard, Sam Meyer, and in 10th place, friend of the program, Carson Hosevar. Yeah. Um, I think we could agree, though, that we think we both think that Austin Hill would have won this race regardless, but. Yeah, I, they finished like, it out. he had a very good chance of winning. He was pretty strong, just. Todd Gilliland had uh, had a longer run speed in that first stage, and he was running fourth when they they shut it down. John Hummer Nemechek, he's an aggressive driver, so he probably would have wrecked Austin Hill. Um, and Sheldon Creed's been strong, so it would have been fun to watch. I just don't get why you schedule three races at a track with no lights. Yep, where you know you're not going to be running on Friday. Yep, because you can't get a matinee crowd on a Friday just it, the race wasn't called because you couldn't get the race in the race was called because you had a race scheduled for after yeah so we look at the playoffs for the trucks the round of 10 we have john hunter nemechek he has 28 points um, ahead of second place who is austin hill hill is two points ahead of ben rhodes uh, and then you have todd gilliland sheldon creed zane smith Matt Crafton, Carson Hosevar, Stuart Friesen, and Chandler Smith. So the, the two notable things to me uh, in this is that you have two rookies um, that made the playoffs. Well, and we didn't mention Chad uh, Chandler Smith was disqualified following post-race inspection. So he just edged out Tyler Ingram by 10 points. Yeah. 
And I think Tyler Ankrum and Derek Krause, had you told him before the race, Chandler Smith would have been disqualified. They would have been hauling ass trying to get stage points and might have been a different outcome. So we will, the trucks have another week off and then they will begin their playoffs on Friday, August 20th at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. So they will have another week off, but we will see them again. We'll get into our playoff predictions uh, in a couple of weeks. As we transition to the Xfinity race, we started things off pretty hot. Stage one, lap one, David Smith and Ryan Seed can't even make it a lap before we have our first spin out. No caution. Yep. And, uh, and then on lap four, Michael Munley goes into the wall hard. He brings out the first caution. And he brings out the first, just over, don't want to say over the top, just the apology for the pit crew was like yeah. very, very strong. Like he was yeah. very, 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 very sorry. The crazy thing to me about that is like, I looked at his car when I was watching it and I was like, there's no way that he's going to like get this done or like, you know, get this fixed. He ended up uh, finishing 34th and he completed 74 laps. So not bad for, you know, completely destroying your car on lap four. Yeah. And completed more laps than all the trucks. Yeah. So you should have won the, you should give him the truck trophy. Yeah. And then on uh, lap 14, we have two different incidents. Uh, Matt Mills and Kyle Tilly get into it on the front stretch. And then right behind them before uh, they got to the front stretch on that final turn, Chris Wright uh, gets spun off, kind of got pushed off the track. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as they're racing, like the normal people are strong. Yep. Um, like the smart people know about Austin Sindrick and AJ Almendinger. And then the, the savants know about Ty Gibbs. Yep. Yeah. Um, the real savants. <laughs> and Justin Allgaier is running strong. So, yeah, while well, all that wrecking and whatnot's going on, um, the normal road course people are out front. Uh, Allgaier and Ty Gibbs, they pit with three to go, early pit strategy. Stage one, Austin Sendrick, road course guy, finishes first, gets the playoff point, uh, followed by Almondinger, Daniel Hemrick, and the brothers Burton, Harrison, and Jeb. Yep. And then uh, stage two, they all they all came into pit. At the end of stage one, Almondinger beat Sendrick out of pit road. And then uh, Alex LeBay, it looked like they uh, it was during the caution laps that they saw something on the track and Alex LeBay's axle came off uh, during the caution. Once again, when they say no brakes, I'm like, oh, my God, someone's going to die. When they're like, oh, there's an axle rolling on them. Like, I'm like, someone's going to die. Yeah. But no one, like, they couldn't tell where it came from. Yeah. And yeah no they had car... to look at the replay multiple times to see where it came from. But Yeah, and no car actually, like, stopped running. There was one car that ran over it, and then they had to go straight into the pits. So I don't know if it heard a damage a tire or anything but uh that was uh alex lebay uh his axle came off ty gibbs who had started 15th takes the lead on lap 26th and somebody who predicted him was getting a little excited yeah i mean whatever <laughs> you go pick the shoe in the 54 car is the shoe in in this situation i think that i saw something where the 54 cars won 45 percent of the races this year that uh, sounds accurate and is, that, you know, is that good? You know who's probably in the other 55% of the races? Who? Ty Dillon. 
So as Gibbs was taking the lead, though, Daniel Hemrick, who was running third, or he was run, at least running in the top five uh, all day, he got spun out by Sam Meyer, and it knocks him down into the 20s. Yeah. Um, it looked like Meyer just got a little too deep yeah. on the first turn. It happened on the first turn. It just like no room for Daniel Hemrick. But. And I, I don't know if it's going to come before or after the Wood Brothers 100th win, but Daniel Hemrick's going to win someday. Yeah. I feel it. All right. You're going to make another bold prediction, maybe get an ice cream cake for either one. Uh, I mean, he, he deserves it at this point. Yeah. So, and then uh, Alex LeBay, we see him again. His problems continue as he spins out and turn one on lap 34. Uh, that is going to be it for Mr. LeBay. He is done with the rear gear. And that is it for the stage. Almondinger, he, uh, he schools uh, Gibbs at the end uh, to win the stage, followed by Sindrick, Allgaier, and Gregson. And then uh, in the final stage, we see Gibbs and Sindrick battling. And then there's a caution on lap 49. A lot of the field pits. Uh, Daniel Hemrick and Bailey Curry among those that didn't pit and start out 1-2. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, my gosh, get that ice cream cake for Hemrick or friend of the program, Bailey Curry, because uh, they're going to they're going to they're going to win this. Yeah. Because I feel rain coming like the last race we lost. <laughs> and then uh, Eric Jones. No breaks. <laughs> like, yeah, he brings out the yellow with 15 to go. Um, that puts Gibbs and Sindrick out up front on a restart with 12 to go. Sindrick gets the initial lead, but Gibbs passes Sindrick uh, with 11 to go. And then I thought. Oh, mother yeah, I thought, like I thought he was going to strip down to his underwear as fast as he got out of that car. They still didn't say like if there was a fire in there or if there was like a, a, a like a badger loose in the car. But he jumped out of the car. It's like, what are you jumping out of the car for? There's cars coming. Yeah, he jumped out of the car. Then he dukes a hazard in it over the wall, and then I, like he hid under the wall like he was a bomb, like he had just detonated a bomb. And then, like, the people came, and he's, like, pointing inside the car. So I don't know if there's those invisible flames or, yeah. or whatnot. So that was with six to go. We restart with four to go. Almondinger uh, gets past Gibbs, but Gibbs passes the Dinger on turn six with three to go. Ty Gibbs gets the win, followed by A.J. Almondinger, Austin Cedric, Justin Allgaier, Harrison Burton, Brandon Jones in sixth, Noah Gregs in seventh, Jeb Burton eighth, Justin Haley ninth, and Sam Meyer uh, to round out the top 10. Did anybody predict Ty Gibbs would win this race? I left it silent so you could add in the clip of you picking uh, Ty Gibbs. Um, no, I'll admit I said that smart people would pick. <laughs> We're pretty close, though. Yeah, well, we did pretty good this weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we had first and second in this race, and then we had second and third in the next race, I think. Yeah. So, so uh, looking at the standings, Riley Herbs finished 13th and scored 31 points, shaving off uh, two points of Michael Onet's lead for that last playoff spot. Jeremy Clements uh, finished in 16th but got no stage points, only scored 21. Yeah, so that puts Jeremy Clements as an 11th, so he's currently in. Uh, 10 points behind him is Michael Annette in the final spot, so those two are currently in. Riley Herbst is 30 points back, Brandon Brown 45 back. A yeah. couple notes that they threw out on the broadcast. 
Ron Fellow, uh, Ty Gibbs joins Ron Fellows and uh, Daryl Waltrip is the only two other racers to have three wins in their first 10 Xfinity races. And he's the second youngest to get the three wins behind Chase Elliott. Damn. Ty Gibbs looking promising. Ty Gibbs. All right, let's go to Sunday's cup race. Uh, stop us if you've heard this before, but Chase Elliott has to go to the back for the 69,420th time this season uh, due to a PJ3 violation or something. I made that up. I don't know what that is. I, I mean, it was I like an L1, L1 violation. Uh, so him and Christopher Bell actually have to uh, start from the back, but the big news um, for Chase Besides starting from the back, he was without his crew chief, Alan Gustafson, who has to miss the race. Yeah, it just, like, I wonder where, he, like, where he would be as far as wins this year, because I sort of think he wins this race. If he yeah. Although maybe he doesn't, because maybe the violations are why he's running so fast. I don't know. But, I mean, he even admitted in his post-race um, spoiler he doesn't win but he talked about how he had made a couple mistakes and one of those we'll talk about where he had to pit early just because he was driving the car so hard to get make up for that so i've been there before that yeah. i mean that, like I, I went to look up l1 penalty he had an l1 penalty back on july 22nd also jeez and what is an l1 penalty uh officials issued l1 level penalty blah 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 it doesn't say it just it, it means your your guy's getting uh suspended oh. i mean when he did it in july it was uh engine assembly no uh the long block seal that must be in the i don't know a lot of jargon i'm an average yeah i'm an average fan so that's about my thingy yeah so at stage one we get the rates underway uh, first action, Ryan Newman spins out on lap two. Uh, he's able to recover, no caution. But then on lap 10, our leader, Brad Keselowski, spins out and drops back to six. And this is a little foreshadowing that he had. He just couldn't figure out his brake bias. Well, I was listening on the radio. And for, first of all, two different times, like there was like a full like 15 second conversation where they were calling Logano Kozlowski <laughs> and then another one where they were calling Kyle Larson Jace Elliott but anyhow they thought that Logano spun him out and I guess they didn't get a replay for a while before they finally figured out that he just yeah he was having uh, his tail end was all over the place yep so then the competition caution comes out immediately after Kozlowski spins out Chase Elliott and Kozlowski come into pit during the competition caution uh, nothing really else really happened in the stage harvick blaney and truex were some of the few that short pitted in stage one yeah um because did we say kozlowski spun out again not yet okay he spun out again um <laughs> on the final lap on the final lap yeah after Harvick, Blaney, Truex uh, were several, one of several that short uh, short pitted the stage. Um, Logano wins the stage. This is the first time we see Larson coming out. We're like, oh my God, he's back. Because um, you know he went back to being a bridesmaid yeah. recently, the last couple of weeks. Uh, Denny Hamlin's looking strong. Um, Tyler Reddick, big points get for him. Yep. 
uh, picks up seven points, finishing in fourth, and then William Byron in fifth. And then in uh, stage two, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Martin Truex out front to start the stage. Stenhouse fades pretty quickly with Truex outdueling Chase Briscoe uh, for the lead. Yeah, I mean, I thought Stenhouse was going to, uh, like, win at that point. But then he didn't. He faded super fast. Truex looking strong. Like, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil who wins the race, but you thought he was going to uh, he was gonna be in the fray and win it unless something bad happened. Yeah. But what we end up finding out later, he had short run speed. Some of the other cars had long run speed. And the first two stages were 20 laps. It's, what is that, a short run? Yeah. That's a short run. Yeah. Spoiler alert, the last stage is a long run. But uh, Truex wins the stage <laughs> pretty easily. Uh, we saw, as I kind of preluded to, uh, Chase Elliott had the pit on lap 31 because he had flat spotted his tires just working um, too hard. We see some guys like Bubba Wallace coming to short pit. But Truex, Truex runs away with the stage win, followed by Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, uh, Kyle Larson, and Chase Briscoe. Yeah, and I'm ready to call uh, Christopher Bell a road road racer. All right. He's looked pretty – I mean, he has the win already this year, but he's he's looked strong at several of them. Yep. So then we get to the final stage. We see Eric Jones spin out on lap 54. He had been running – he had a decent day, uh, but this pretty much ended it. They uh, didn't uh, bring out the cars, caution for him, so he finishes 27th. Um, like he had finished 10th in stage one. So he had kind of been up near um, the leaders a little bit, but uh, effectively ends his day. And then the big one. So we had Truex, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson all battling for a little bit. And then uh, Christopher Bell spins out. And I couldn't tell if it was like he came down pretty hard on Larson, but I didn't know if Larson bumped him or if he just kind of locked up the wheels because he knew. That well, he post-race was. interview. Uh, Kyle Larson said that he didn't have his nose in like he should have. And then he did the old, I hate to win this way, yeah. but I won this way. So yeah. give me my flag and trophy. And then so that, I don't that, think that, it was egregious, but I think he like, if he had to do it all over again, he wouldn't do it unless he yeah. wanted to win the race and then he would do it. You know, and then shortly thereafter, Logano and Keselowski spin out. Uh, Kozlowski just couldn't figure it out. He got loose way early heading into turn one, spun out, and then bumped into Logano. Nothing Logano could do. Um, knocks them both uh, pretty far back. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those days. He, uh, they, like they look, it was weird because they looked strong early. I mean, that stupid metrics had them out front and they looked really good. But then he was just fishtailing, just fishtailing. Yep. And then we get to some green uh, flag pit stops. Larson passes Truex in the pits to take the pseudo lead. Kurt Busch is the last to pit on lap 65, um, which puts uh, Kyle Larson in the lead. And then we see Chase Elliott, who is the fastest car the last 15 laps, chasing down Larson. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, of course, on TV later, but like the radio announcers, like I, I don't know whether to trust them in the future because they made it seem like he was coming full bore and like he got to the back bumper of uh, Kyle Larson, but then I watched the replay and he never got like close. I mean, he was moving fast. Yeah. And once again, if he doesn't start and last, I think he uh, possibly wins it. And if there's a yellow flag at some point, 
I think Martin, maybe Martin Truex wins it, but there wasn't. And Kyle Larson, uh, I skipped a note. Very rarely do you see lap traffic on uh, on uh, road courses, but there was a harmonic convergence of like six cars he had to pass on the last five laps. Looked like he could get in some trouble. Uh, fast pasta wasn't making it easy for him to get around them. Um, but uh, Suarez let him by pretty quick. But that could have wreaked some havoc, um, but it didn't. Yep. And so Kyle Larson comes away with the win. Chase Elliott second. Martin Truex Jr. third. Kyle Busch fourth, who had a pretty quiet day, uh, but a nice fourth place finish for him. Denny Hamlin fifth. William Byron sixth. Christopher Bell seventh. Kevin Harvick eighth. Chase Briscoe ninth. Tyler Reddick tenth. Yeah, um, Reddick, uh, good finish for him. He finishes 10th. He gets 34 points. For those that have had your uh, head in a cave since the Olympics started or before that even, Austin Dillon was five points behind Reddick for the, uh, the final playoff spot. Austin Dillon finishes 15th. He only gets 24 points. So Reddick stretches the lead out to 15 points with three races to go. It's going to be down to the end. Yeah. Can't wait to see that unfold the last three races. We have Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin tied for the uh, regular season points leader. And this upcoming weekend, Denny Hamlin can clinch a playoff spot with a repeat winner. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying it for weeks, like no lead. Uh, has ever been safer without actually being in the playoffs yeah. and he could actually be in the playoffs. Um, he, like I listened to post-race interviews on the radio and both Bush, Kyle Bush and um, Martin Truex, they were talking about how the Gibbs cars had short run speed, um, didn't have long run speed. Denny Hamlin, I don't know where he got this from. And I'd have to go back and watch the race again. He said he thought they were as fast as Kyle Larson at the end of the race. Hmm. And he just, he said some stuff earlier in the race got them too far back. Yeah. But he, he thought they were as fast as, which I found odd. Like, cause I, the end of the race, they weren't showing Hamlin. So I wasn't paying attention to his speeds and whatnot, but yeah. But uh, you had Gibbs finish three, four, five, seven. And you had Hendrick finish one, two, six, six, and 20. So, so that's how we look uh, heading into, we have another road course. It is at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That'll be on Sunday. We actually will have practice and qualifying for that. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I, like I was initially against, uh, we'll talk about it more on Friday, I guess. I was against running. I still sort of am, but not as much. Because I, like, I was listening to uh, somebody and they had mentioned, and I forgot all about it. They're like the Indy Road course is an actual, like it's a Formula One course. Yeah unlike these gimmicks at Daytona and Charlotte. So yeah. I'm sort of against it because, hey, why the hell are you going to Indy if you're not going to run on the actual thing the Indy 500s run on? But it's not like it's a shit course that they threw together. <laughs> so. uh, some other notes. Kyle Larson won last weekend at the Prairie Dirt Classic in the world of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series. 
dude's winning everything every week and he took fifty thousand dollars uh worth of prizes from the locals so <laughs> but no great and uh, as the a little preview of the, tomorrow's podcast carson mentions how he'd love to be like a kyle larson in race like 700 races a, a, a year so good for kyle you know he's like we said before that's how you get good at everything is to run and everything so yeah. one thing i didn't put on the thingy and i wanted to get your thoughts on did you watch any of the nashville i did not just a uh, shit show it was there was the course was too narrow and they're like they got all excited when the cars went over the bridge yeah but that was the one place the fans couldn't watch it like there were no fans on the bridge so it's like okay that's great for tv i don't know how that helps the fans and yeah there was red like they the one race they were showing the practice and there was like two wrecks in the practice while they're talking about it during the nascar race because like jimmy johnson ran into something and then yeah uh, someone else, Pagano, maybe somebody else ran into a wall, and it's like, holy cow! If they're wrecking this bad during practice, what are you gonna do when you put other cars around them? So you're and, telling me that Indy can practice, but NASCAR can't. Anyhow, well, I think they just want to make sure tires didn't go into like fans, diners, and stuff. <laughs> so, so I just I think road is as awesome as it seems. I don't, I don't want to see nascar run the roads in chicago it's too yeah. narrow and it'll be in there's like two red flags laps or two red flag stops and a bunch of yellows and it was just a crash fest if you want to run in a city go to cleveland burke lakefront airport i don't know if i've talked about it in the past beautiful scenery it's at an airport there's no walls you can make the course as wide as you want just i don't know that's me on my soapbox uh, bitching before the podcast ends and I'm not allowed to bitch. About yeah, this there stuff. you go. All right. Well, that will do it for or Watkins Glen slash Indy Nashville uh, recap. We will be back uh, tomorrow. We have a great interview with Carson Hosevar uh, that I think you guys will enjoy. And then we'll be back on Friday to preview uh, the Indy road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Be sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde, and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillens Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. Say that 
lady luck has given me the brakes. I must admit she's small a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got others on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. 